everybody, Bones here. I just wanted to step out of character for a few moments and talk about a couple of things about the episode up front. First of all, this episode will be dealing with themes of coping with death and loss. It's a Landry violence episode, so a lot of fans probably already know what I'm talking about, but in case you're new to Blazeball, or even if you're just not in the right headspace for that kind of content, I figured I'd put that front and center. Second of all, I'd like to thank the entirety of the Hades Tigers team and the Twitter RP community for helping me put this script together. They've spent so much time and effort making sure their character directions are just right from the script to the voicing. Um, some of them have even voiced characters from this episode, so feel free to check them out. Put them in the episode description. And since this episode is airing on a Sunday, it means that we'll be running yet another round of our hashtag BlazeballCares. Uh, this week, the firefighters, the shoe thieves, the crabs, and the Dalai on Twitter will all be supporting various charities throughout the day. Feel free to check that hashtag out. I've also provided the card down in the episode description so that you get direct links to the charities that are being covered this week. Uh, it's just something that community likes to do to give back. Uh, anything you can do helps a lot, even if it's just a signal boost. So uh, again, feel free to check that out. And I think that's pretty much everything. So with that, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Blaze Closed. I'm Fitzgerald Blackburn. The Grand Siesta has almost come to an end, and a new season is ready to begin. Well, almost. This is going to be my first full season in the league, after all. I want to make sure that I'm in tip-top shape. And what better way to accrue power than to absorb a hearty soul? As many of you know, I'm composed of a multitude of souls in a single humanoid form. The more souls join the collective, the more powerful I get. Now, earlier this siesta, I made my way down to the Sixth Circle Stadium in Hades to bite off the biggest piece of soul that I could find. The remnants of incinerated shortstop Landry Violence. Now, I needed Landry to be a fully willing participant for the merge to take place. It did not go well. Look, all I'm saying is that by joining me, the two of us can be stronger than ever, and you could be alive again. Sure, you might have to share a vessel with a few hundred more souls than you're used to, but it gets fun after a while. <laughs> well, it's not like you're doing anything up there. What do you mean, no? But it got me thinking. That red cloud has been lingering over Sixth Circle for a long time. The team says Landry has been freed, but if that's the case, why is he still here? If I was going to really get Landry on board with the deal, I'd have to get to know him a little better. And I need to understand his intentions. That's when I dove deep into the life and death of one Landry Violence. <clears throat> All right, we're rolling. Uh, can you please state your name and spell it out for me, please? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Miss Proxy, I might need some help with this one. Yes, of course. Moody Cookbook. M-O-O-D-Y-C-O-O-K-B-O-O-K. Excellent. Thank you, Via. Moody Cookbook. Welcome to the show. Of course. Happy to be here. All right. I'm looking into the history of Landry Violence, former shortstop and batter of the Hades Tigers. 
As the captain of the Tigers, can you tell me a little bit about Landry's history with the team? Oh, Landry? Sure thing. We, we recruited Landry back in Season 1, and he was one of our best players. Incredible batter, and an even better friend. What else do you want to know? Do you know anything about Landry's life before he joined? I mean, not really. To me, he's always been a constant. An integral part of the team, even when he wasn't physically present. It was just always part of being a tiger. Completing his ritual before every game was almost grounding in a way. It got everyone all fired up and ready to play. And to my understanding, he didn't have a tangible form, per se, but rather he inhabited other hosts. Yeah, some random fan would always show up before a game with his jacket, and we'd do the summoning ritual. But the jacket's gone now, so... Ren Morin, welcome to the show. Now, Ren, you've been with the team since season one. What can you tell me about your relationship with Landry Violence? I have always had a profound respect for Landry. He treated everyone as an equal, and as well as teammates, we were friends. When I first came to this planet, it was necessary for me to change my form. People were unsettled by the abundance of mouths. But Landry looked different every game. He was a master of self-reinvention, and seeing that game after game gave me a great amount of courage and comfort. Landry was the one to suggest the tiger form, in fact. I owe him quite a lot for that. Yasmin Mason, welcome. Uh, thank you for being willing to answer some questions for me. Yeah, of course. Now, uh, first question. Can I ask you about your history with Landry Violence? Landry was there when I was bitten by that radioactive player. So I've known... Or knew. Sorry. Him my whole baseball career. And when Landry was... Incinerated, he passed some of his bloodlust onto you, isn't that right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Something happened after that for sure. I've felt different ever since. And it boosted my star rating quite a bit. How does that energy feel flowing through you? I... It actually feels really good. I've never felt more... Powerful. Confident. Everyone sees me as that one cute, soft-spoken pitcher. But I don't feel like that quite suits me anymore. Just, uh... You're not going to mention this to the others, right? Fish Summer, thank you for coming. Can you tell me a little bit about Landry? I'm not sure, really. What do you want to know? That he was always there for his teammates? That he liked Americanos? Oh, well, I guess let me clarify. Do you know much about Landry's life prior to joining the team? I mean, we were both recruited before Season 1 started, so we've both been... We, we were both here from the start. He and the Jacket were a package deal. They came and went together, if that's what you're asking. Landry never really talked about himself. Most of the time we spent together was either practicing, hanging out, trying to one-up each other. Paula Turnip.
Before you officially joined the team, you were the last host for Landry Violence. Is that correct? I mean, yeah, I was. What of it? Is there anything that you could tell me about Landry from the time that he inhabited you? Did you ever get a look into his memories or past or anything like that? Wow, really going for the gullet on that one, aren't you? Your real subtle fits. Feel free to call me back if you have any original questions. Jessica Telephone, welcome. Now, you haven't been on the Tigers for long, but you did get to spend some time with Landry before his unfortunate incineration, yes? Mm-hmm. We were on the same team for a bit before he, uh, passed. Is there anything that you can tell me about Landry in the time that you knew him? I remember when we first met, he was really intimidating. When I first left Philly, after I got traded from the Pies, I thought about what it was going to be like to meet him. But it turned out we both had a pretty high opinion of each other. He was always trying to push me to hit that next level. You know? Everything all right? Yeah, I just... It's been hard. Every time at practice, when I'm on the field or at the plate, I keep looking over at shortstop like I expect him to just be there. And he's not. I'm not sure that I feel like the same person as I was a year ago. I'm not sure any of us do. It was clear that the team had a lot of high regard for Landry, and it seemed like they weren't all quite through it like I had assumed they were. In my curiosity, I tried to dig a little bit deeper, starting with their ace in the hole, Hiroto Wilcox. How are you holding up after Landry's... passing? I'm fine. Been practicing a lot. Just trying to make sure the rest of the team's handling it all right. After it happened, I talked to management about making a memorial, I guess. At first it was just scraps of his jacket in a glass case, but I kept adding to it. Photos of the team, little newspaper articles, flowers, trinkets. A few of the other teammates started adding their stuff, too. I see a lot of them drop by before practice. Uh, therapy. Lots and lots of therapy. When it happened, I felt dizzy. Everything was wrong. I don't think I had a clear thought again until I was out of New York. But it really helps being able to talk to someone about it. About losing him. He was a close friend. I I think saying I've been holding up is generous. We weren't... I wasn't, like, prepared. When the incineration started, we acknowledged it, like it was scary. But Landry? He seemed untouchable. If either of us was going to get hit, I... Well, I would never have expected it to be him. I don't know. I'm holding up the best I can. I think all of the Tigers are, in their own ways. We're mourning, and we're allowed to be. 
The first few days were rough without him, I'll admit, but I've decided that I'm going to channel all of the emotions I'm feeling right now into practice. It's what Landry would have wanted for me, I think. And yeah, back then everything felt so simple. Or at least as simple as a sport like this can feel. I honestly thought he'd last a lot longer than I would, considering his legacy. But only the good die young, I guess. Some of them were less forthcoming with their answers, and I'll admit, in some cases I may have touched a nerve. Following the interview, I spent some time doing... Research at the Sixth Circle Stadium just a few days before the end of the siesta. In hindsight, it was a bad move on my part, but I was running out of time. I needed to figure out what he was doing up there if he was... if I was going to get through to him. God, that interview was awful. It makes sense to me that Fitzgerald would pose such questions considering what happened. I mean, you were his last host. Oh yeah? Ren? You think that's fair? You try getting interviews right and left, everyone poking and prodding about somebody that's been dead for nearly a year. You see how it feels. Alright. My apologies. I was merely speaking my mind. I feel like I was able to talk some of my emotions out, but I get what you mean. It was invasive. What were they even interviewing us for? I know they asked me a bit about the bloodlust. How it felt. How it worked. Oh my god, you don't think they're planning something? I don't want to jump to conclusions. It was just something I noticed. Well, whatever they're after, I don't want any part of it. And where the hell is Fish? Practice is starting in like five minutes. I have not seen them around today. Hiroto's already out there for batting practice. She's been out there since five. I'm gonna head out there too then. See you all out on the field. Ren, you coming with? I am right behind you. Hey, Paula. You okay? I'm fine. Let's go. The team went off to practice as usual. Once they finished practice, they went their separate ways. I had seen enough. When the field was clear, I paid Landry's Cloud another visit. Do you see what you're doing? Do you see how this is affecting the Tigers? They're crumbling! Alright, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying... What are you still doing here? Why won't you give me an answer? If you're so at peace, why are you still hanging around? Why don't you just leave? Oh hell, Fitz! You were spying on us? Look, I was just trying to find out more about Landry and- Fitz, you do understand that that is completely unacceptable. You can speak to Landry? Could you, could you give him a message? Not from me. What? Why? Because I cannot, and will not, open that wound again. I am of the same mind. I do not believe that it is what Landry would oh, want. Oh, of course, because, because you'd know what Landry would want. Got it. Paula, you know that I did not mean it that way. Hey, can't we think this through? The new season starts next week, and he's been gone for a year. I can't just... I need to talk to him. I, um... He doesn't talk to me. It's all just no's and... 
expletives. Oh, so he doesn't actually want you anywhere near him? Cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Now, if you'll excuse me, Fitz, I'm going to go grieve because my best friend got incinerated. You guys know where to find me. Fitz, I think you should, uh... I think you should go. I left after that, per Jessica's request. I haven't been back to Hades since. I did, however, receive a voicemail from Paula Turnip just a couple of days later. Hey Fitz, it's Paula. Siesta ends tomorrow. I know you said you were going to burn this number after our interview, but the voicemail box is still open, so you know what? I'm leaving one anyways. I am my own person. I'm not Landry. I'm not his replacement. I'm not a memory of what Landry left behind. I am Paula fucking Turnip, and I am a Hades tiger. The rest of the team went out there after you left, by the way. I figured you should know. It's going to take me a long time to forgive you for what you did, but things are doing better down here. At least a little. Fearful Cemetery started providing us with proper grief counseling options, and a good number of us are taking her up on that. Those who aren't are working through it the best they can, too. We've been a lot more in sync during practice. And for the record... I know why Landry's still kicking around up there. He's there for us. He's still a tiger too, don't you ever forget it. We're gonna make those playoffs and we're gonna win that championship. Again, I can taste it. And if the spies end up in the playoffs and we see you on the field, you best be ready. You'll need all the goddamn luck you can get. <laughs>